We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And a very good evening and welcome to Friday Talk Sports. afraid it's another weekend where sport is skin um, is slim enough but we'll preview it all between now and seven o'clock if you want to pass on a comment 086-353-7782 is the text number big weekend for Kilkenny Camogie and the Carlo Kilkenny soccer teams we'll preview it all Racing does go ahead though and we were in Leperstown a little bit earlier on and our usual Dundalk meeting of a Friday night. Burr Scott has all the details. Evening Burr. Good evening Liam. Um, the Leperstown meeting started at 12.55 and the first race was won by number 16 Willow at 3-1. to The 1.25 went to number 1 Balchai Ballet Even Money completing a double for Aidan O'Brien on today his birthday. The 2 o'clock was won by number 11, Tia Field, 9 to 1. The 2.30 was won by number 1, Daydream, and 6 to 1. 3 o'clock went to number 5, Adamaris, the, at 13 to 2. The 3.30 went to number 10, Miss Molly, T, 9 to 2. And the 4 o'clock was won by number 3, Angel Palanis, at 11 to 2. Uh, Dundalk, of course, a little later on in the afternoon, First race, 4.45 was won by uh, number 2, G-Rex, 72. Second was number 8, moving forward, the 3-1 to one favourite. And third was number 10, Lady Davisky, at 7-2. The 5.15 was won by number 8, Ella Katrina, 5-2, giant favourite. Second was number 5, Construct, 6-1. to one. And third was number 6, Pasadoble, the other 5-2, giant favourite. The 5.45, this was won by number 7, Baron Wilde, 9-2 favourite. Second was number 8, Genato, 17-2. And third was number 10, Summer Ambition, at 25-1. The 6.15 will be kicking off shortly. It's the first division of uh, handicap, 7 furlong handicap. And the favourite here was uh, today was number 2, every hour on the hour, Round about a two to one chance. Number three, Jack Mel, winner last time out, was uh, around 11 to four, three to one. And uh, number five, Sestriere, I think, was around a five to one chance. They were the, the principals in the betting. Uh, there might be one or two non runners in this race, uh, not really sure, but I think it looks a match between every hour on the hour and Jack Mel. Uh, Colin Keane of course rides every hour on the hour and he's looking for winners uh, to try and get back his jockey's championship and um, Shane Foley is up there also and uh, his mount I do know uh, beleaguerment uh, number 15 is an honour in that race but uh, as I said these are the men to, to concentrate on because wherever they are they are certainly on tires that's for sure uh, every hour on the hour is drawn nicely and I think might just get the better 
of a duel there with Jack Mel. The 6.45 is the second division of this uh, handicap and again it's a tricky, tricky looking race. The number one, Crystal Dawn, again the mount of Colin Keane is a very sharp price, 6-4 to four favour. At least he was 6-4 to four today. He might have drifted slightly. Uh, Sunset Nova, when that's number five, was around a 92 chance. And uh, uh, number four, Chagall, was a 5-1 to one chance and it was about 8-1 bar. A tricky handicap again, as I say. Anything that Colin Keane will be riding will be a short price. As I said, he, he, he's definitely on trials. This fella has he has a good chance and um, his draw is not terrific. He's drawn in 12, but I think he's the one they've got to beat. Chagall was a winner here just on his second last run, but he's been running well in recent times. He also won below on Cork. Um, number five, Sunset Nova. I think he's only won one race out of 20-something, but uh, he was off form very early in the season, but his last couple of runs have been something like his old self. And in Cork last week, uh, he had a good second. Uh, just last, yeah, last week, I think it was, but he ran very well that day, showed up better than he has for a time. The other one I'd like to mention, actually, is Shane Foley's mount here, number 13, Guanabara Bay, who has uh, form over the course, likes the all-weather, uh, hasn't been running that terribly well on the turf, but could pop up here, especially with Shane Foley in the saddle, and might be one for the each-way punters. 7.15 is a Phillies handicap uh, over seven furlongs, and there are nine runners, although I think there is one non-runner in that race. Uh, yes, it is uh, number four, actually. Royal Highness is the non-runner. The favourite is number seven, Sinhaya McHalford's runner here. He's around um, five to two chance. Number one, Unforgettable, is a four to one chance along with number two, Brunel, and it's five to one bar. Now, Sinhaya, on the head of a really good win last time out, run with any amount in hand, is the favourite here and deserves to be. Uh, however, I, I can't help feeling that number one, Joseph O'Brien's runner, Unforgettable. He's been mixing in good company as uh, their runners tend to do. Uh, ridden by Dylan McMonagall, another apprentice riding very well at present. Shane Foley rides uh, Harriet's Force and Colin Keane rides Brunel here. But I think Unforgettable might have enough class uh, to beat the favourite there. 7.45, um, Mercury Stakes. Uh, Group 3 race, this is over 5 furlongs and there is um, it's actually this race is uh, called the Pat Smullen um, Stakes Group 3 and of course Pat Smullen as we all know died just a few weeks back uh, very very uh, popular jockey he was riding with Dermot Weld and uh, after a long battle with cancer uh, he eventually lost that battle but as I say a very popular man and this race is uh, named after him. So we have to look for uh, the lads who would be liking to get their name on that race tonight. Aidan O'Brien runs Giorgio Vasari. Um, will be among the outsiders here, but not without a chance. Number 13, Mucker, comes over from England from the Philip Macon stable. Has good uh, form recently, two wins and a third. Um, he would probably go off favourite. I think he actually was vying for favouritism today with number nine, my laureate, uh, Geraldine's runner here, and again, Colin Keane in the saddle. Is uh, 
few others that you couldn't ignore here, the likes of Urban B, back to Brussels, they all have some sort of a shower. But um, I think my laureate one would uh, that much in hand on his last outing that uh, he's sure to take all the beating here. That was, I think that was in the core actually, just a few weeks back. And um, as I say, he's bound to be well fancied here would give Colin Keane another winner. He won't be a big price, around 7-4 to four he was this morning, but uh, he could be the one to be on there. Finally, the last race of the night, it's the 8-15, made in over six furlongs. Uh, 14 runners, as usual. The two fans, two main fancies here, number one, Shaf, which will be ridden by Shane Foley, and number three, Zahi, ridden by Colin Keane. The problem with the two of these is they're drawn very wide and uh, I think will certainly uh, have a big bearing on their chances here. I wouldn't like to be backing any of the horses that are drawn wide in the six furlong events in Dundalk. I think one down near the bottom there, number 14, quite place. Been off the track for a while, but he has good form when he was last seen. Ronan wheeling in the saddle, a good man around Dundalk. Uh, he's a decent enough price, and he might be the one for the each punters here. Stalingrad, numbers, number eight from the Fuzzy Stack stable is the other one I think to concentrate on. I would be leaving the two fancies, the two main fancies alone for this event. I'll have a little each way punt on number 14, quiet place. But um, the one for the money, shall we say, is Patrick, number seven, uh, uh, sorry, 7.15, number one. Unforgettable. Right. One for the Nat King Cole fans. <laughs> and we won't forget it tomorrow. We'll see how it oh, goes. No, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you picked up any of the background noise there, it's the, the backup plan to Burr's tip, uh, the split the pot draw. So we'll bring you details on that. If uh, if you don't make some money on Burr's tip, maybe split the pot. You might be a bit luckier with that. And I seen your I seen your partner in crime going into one of the bookies around town as I was coming over Burr. So he was doing his study for his treble tomorrow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if he gets oh, a, a pass think. mark or not. Yes, it will pick out. Right, we'll take a break. Back with more shortly. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And we have White Smoke with the split the pot draw. And first prize goes to Mick Langton with €247. Not too bad indeed. Second prize goes to Liz and William Deavy. They pick up €30. And third prize is Marion O'Reilly Doyle. And she wins €20. So to recap, first prize, Mick Langton, €247. In second prize, Liz and William Deavy with €30. And third prize, Marion O'Reilly Doyle with €20. And that's this week's split the pot. And uh, you can play it in 15 locations around the city and we'll do the draw again this time next week right we're just coming up on 20 past 6 we'll have dogs uh, on the way shortly and uh, we'll make even more money we're so generous around here but uh, we do have a big day of camogie this weekend tomorrow the seniors are in Walsh Park for a date with Waterford while on on Sunday in Thomastown at 12 o'clock Kilkenny face Dublin in the under 16 while at 3 they meet in the minor right let's get a, a preview of the senior here's Brian Dowling JJ Kavanagh's Daily Airport Service sponsors Talk Sport on Community Radio Kilkenny City. 
Well, there may not be much sport on this weekend, but the action will start next weekend when the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship commences. Kilkenny travel to Waterford to play Waterford and delighted to be joined on the line this evening by Brian Dowling. Brian, it's been such a, a strange year. Normally the inter-county scene would be over and the club scene would be in full belt, but it's the other way around, I'm afraid, this year. Yeah, Nicky, it's been a very strange year. Um, first year as manager of the team and, you know, I suppose we're looking, even the league was a bit all over the place. We, we had a lot of games called off in the league due to the bad weather and, you know, the league obviously wasn't completed then when the, the lockdown kicked into place. So, no, look, we're looking forward to getting going on, on Saturday. It's been a, a long wait, you know, we're back training since January. Obviously, we had a mid-season break then, so, look, we're just, we're just raring to go now for Saturday and, and can't wait to get going. And I'm sure, obviously, over the last number of weeks, it was a rare opportunity maybe to see club games and see uh, the players that were in form. Yeah, no, look, in fairness, it was great. For instance, Kenny County Board, they ran off a great competition. There's run over six, seven weeks, and, you know, the feedback from the club players were absolutely delighted and talked to a few of the managers. You know, they, they had access to the club all the time, which, in fairness, they wouldn't normally have with the county, and then they might go straight into a club game. Like So, you know, they had them when they were, when they were fresh, and, you know, I could see it in the game. It was really high quality, and, you know, I think everyone benefited from it. So, you know, we were happy to get them back and after the club, but, you know, it was great to see them all involved in, in, in all the different club games over the last few weeks. And did you get them back again then as soon as they, uh, they entered the county finals were over and it was great that they were all played on the one day as well they were able to go straight back to you then? Yeah look we gave anyone never they got knocked out of the championship we, gave, we all gave them a week to just kind of recover and do their own thing for a couple of days and just recharge the battery so I you know we had them in then the, the following weekend after whenever they were knocked out so yeah the three finals on the one day and you know I suppose that's great and um, obviously it would be better if we had to have big crowds at them you know to promote the game but obviously this year that's a bit different so, but look it was great that the competition went ahead on you and that's the main thing OK in terms of your players Brian are you going to be missing anyone because of circumstances maybe that might make it difficult for them to take part this year yeah we looked just through the personal reason Michelle Cruelty and Dwayne Keane aren't um, part of the panel at the moment but um, you know, look we have we've 37 girls on the panel there and we're working fierce hours um, you know I suppose Stu Farrell and Dalton Katie Power wouldn't have been involved in, in any of the league action so you know they're all back now and, and fully training with us for the last last number of weeks so you know it's good to have a, a strong panel there you know and there's a, there's a lot of new girls that are coming on board I think we brought in 13 new girls at the start of the year so you know it's a mix of experience and a bit of youth there as well so. It is fantastic to see all those players back because they, they've been very much part and parcel of the Kilkenny team over the last couple of years and that experience is invaluable Oh yeah look you, obviously you want to give youth as much a chance as possible but you know you do need the, the experience heads around the place that's, that's for sure you know like look, the plan all the time was to give a couple of them a break during the league and and reassess things then after the after the, the league season, you know, I think few of them, like Van Dalton and maybe the Farrells have been on the, the road a long time and, you know, to keep the hunger and that, we kind of said the league was all about just, you know, giving giving girls who were close to the team the last couple of years just to, you know, a few games in a row and just see, see have, have, have got what it takes in the, you know, to make the starting team, so it's, you know, it's good that the girls are back now and, you know, they're, they're pushing hard like the rest of them. Were you happy with the standard we, uh, that you saw during the club championships? Do you think players are, are starting coming into form? Maybe it's a good time? Uh, yeah, you know, definitely a few players who probably weren't close enough to the team are definitely after putting up their hand and saying they want to start for us, you know. And no, look, I suppose it's, it's getting up to the pace now of Inter-County. Club, club, no matter what, whether it's Camogie or Hurling, it's a, it's a different standard when it goes to Inter-County. And, you know, we know we have to get a faster faster pace um, on Saturday against Waterford if you want to beat him or compete with him, you know. So, but look, it was was a high standard in fairness and the, the girls seemed to be up to pace on you in the last couple of weeks. I was reading about Waterford and that they were kind of not too happy the fact that the Munster Council were putting on club games and it meant Watford were down and some of the club players who were obviously playing with their clubs in the Munster Club Championship. But I think Kenny wouldn't want to let that get too much in on them because Watford on any given day they have been improving a lot over the last couple of years. Oh yeah, look, 
that's for sure anyway you know look I know they had I think the start here were in the club championship but I think with the new restrictions they were back training fully with them in the last two weeks so you know I think they're after playing Wexford and Cork in challenge games in recent times so you know look we, we're under no losing going down to Waterford it's going to be a battle you know we know Waterford probably don't fear us and they want to give us everything to have and over the last couple we didn't play them last year now but you know be back from the couple of years before that was were tight games and you know they can do everything they had to win it so you know look we're hoping to get a good start but we, we, we know we're going to have to be our best and we're going to have to work extremely hard to, to get the two points on Saturday And that game is down in Waterford has the venue is it in WIT or is it in uh, Welsh Park? There's no venue yet Nicky um, yeah, well, I, I hopefully tomorrow now we should know it Yeah uh, that's, un- that's unfortunate well it's probably the way Camogie fixtures go you don't know yeah. until until oh. late in the day but clearly uh, you you have Westmead after that and then you have obviously Limerick so while it's maybe not the strongest of the, 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 the teams at the same time you, you, you can't take your eye off the ball with any of these teams because this year is such an unusual year anything could happen Yeah exactly look you know obviously the top team goes into the semi-final and I'm sure every team wants to do that in the quickest way possible and they can even get the quarter-final but look we're obviously going to try and win every game we can and I'm sure Waterford and Limerick West need to be doing the same but no, look it's going to be a different championship it's you know, you, we're probably used to you know the ball bouncing and lovely summer's evening in Thurland and that and when it gets to the championship but this is totally different and you know I think with the weather and the conditions and stuff like that the scores might be as high as, as usual so you know it's going to be a lot more back and not, you know, more rooks and it's going to be a lot more physicality with the new rules and stuff like that so it's, it's going to be an interesting championship and you know we're, just, we're all looking forward to it now Yeah and of course the intermediate team they, they're not out uh, they're not out for two weeks but another matter as well is that and this doesn't concern Kilkenny I mean the whole issue of the dual player intercom County Hurler in football or Camogie and Ladies Football that's got a lot of publicity in the last week and I see where the Camogie Congress kind of turned down a motion yesterday so I'd say there's a, unfortunately there seems to be a bit of aggro between the two ladies associations at the moment Yeah it's very strange obviously in Kilkenny we don't have that issue thank God but if I was uh, down in Cork I'd be very frustrated and angry you know um, I just can't understand why they can't be able to facilitate that stairs and they both like you know I know under circumstances it's hard to fit everything in but Joe I think even Galway in fairness to Galway they, they offered to play the game a day earlier so that the players could play both but I think the club association turned it down which is very strange but no look I, I suppose it's, it's hard to play both but if players are willing to put in the effort to play both it should be facilitated like, and it's happening year after year you know it happened I think with Aura the Wire in Tipperary last year as well who, who missed the football game because she played against all in the semi-final so you know it's very hard on, on managers to try and you know the week for match, don't know whether what players to have, you know. Very much so. Before we let you go, Brian, obviously you're back teaching in, in, in St. Kieran since September. A very strange environment and right now, no idea whether there's going to be any uh, any second level hurling this year or not at all at this stage. No, it doesn't look like it. Well, so we, we had trials actually, we were supposed to have trials on last Friday for senior hurling but we, we had to cancel them after the, the, the new restrictions on that came out on Monday so we, we're in the dark I suppose at the moment um, I know the, the under 16 and a half the junior hurling entered in for four weeks time semi-final final that day just two games so I don't know whether that's even going to go ahead now so no look we'll just it by year obviously it'd be great for the young lads you know they, they love the hurling and you know it's great for them to have that but unfortunately we, we're none the wiser at the moment and we're just going to have to wait for next few weeks and see if the case is not go down Yeah it's in, it is unfortunate that a young lad who's on maybe a decent enough team or even not just to represent their school at a particular level be it the, the junior or the senior it's unfortunate to miss, on that, miss out on that but I suppose to be fair we have to say that it didn't involve Kieran's unfortunately but not playing the All-Ireland concluding the All-Ireland Championship for last year was a terrible uh, set set down to the Colosh Doan in Dublin and, and the presentation and Nathan Wright just to mention two of the colleges oh yeah just really very frustrating you know to, to get that far like St. Flannan I suppose as well you know who, who've been there you know, have, have been a very good school for the last number of years and won the first hearty in, in I don't know 10 years or something like that and 
Lost the one, finally getting over the line, beat St. Kieran's, and you know, we fancy their chances of getting to Northern and maybe winning it and be that, have that taken away from me. Then it's, it's very disappointing, but look, I suppose it's the way it is at the moment. You know, a lot of stuff is getting called off, and it's very frustrating. And just have to get on. I suppose you know, it's great that the club season has gone ahead. And look, I suppose there was only two two games to be played. I suppose you could have said could they have played at some stage, but I suppose it's new restrictions now. That's that's not going to happen, and I think it's it's gone by the wayside now. Anyway, that's for sure. Brian, thanks for talking to us, and we'll see you down in Waterford next Saturday. Okay, all right, thanks, Nicky. Thanks, Brian. The Community Radio Kilkenny Sports Team and TC Tyres want you to pick the Club Hurling Team of the Year. Win a TC Tyres Winter Gift Pack. The potential lineup will be discussed on Monday evenings on TC Tyres World of Gaelic Games over the coming weeks. With a team announcement on Monday, October the 26th, email your entry to sport at communityradiokilkennycity.ie or post your entry to Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport, Unit 32, Hebron Industrial Estate, Kilkenny. Entries must be in by Friday, October the 23rd. Community Radio Kilkenny City Sports and TC Tyres Club Team of the Year. JJ Cavan and Sons sponsoring Friday Talk Sport from 6 to 7 on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Uh, you're welcome back. That was Brian Dowling talking to Nicky Brennan and that senior All-Ireland Championship game is in Walsh Park tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Full coverage here on 88.7 FM. Dogs on the way. It's There's no Seamus Brovey this evening but he's uh, being deputised by Nicky Brennan. Uh, just to recap, uh, split the pot. Mick Langton, €247 Euro was first place. Second place, Liz and William Devey with 30 and third went to Marion O'Reilly Dial. She picked up €20. Euros. Through other, some of the other sport, Carol Kilkenny are in action. They're in Dirt uh, Dirdemus tomorrow at 3 o'clock for their under 15 Shield League game while the under 17 girls are in action they're taking on DLR Waves at 2 o'clock uh, Champions Cup final in the rugby sees Exeter take on Racing and uh, the golf well the Scottish Open has uh, Adrian Ottagu and Matthew Wallace tied for the lead on 12 under par Porrick Harrington is tied for 5th on 9 under and Rory McIlroy is tied for 37th uh, meanwhile looking at uh, the uh, snooker and if you're following that this weekend English Open just uh, some uh, matches of significance marked um, Mark Selby defeated Yulong Zhu by five frames to two, while John Higgins, he defeated uh, Jack Jones by five frames to one. Nicky, you have the dogs. Yes, I have, Liam, yeah. And uh, Seamus Profi will have to give me a yellow card now because he landed me in it again. But looking at <laughs> look, looking at the, uh, the the card tonight, I noticed that Tom Canan has not put any form on the card. So this is a, this is another uh, pin in the air excuse job, Liam. already. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to get your excuses, excuses in earlier than this. I actually forgot to give you the lads the result last week, but I did have I forgot. I had a first. I had a first and a second. So my mm-hmm. one race had a first and second, and quite a lot of seconds as well. But that's the only winner I had. Anyway, the start tonight at eight o'clock is eleven card race. The first race is a is obviously greyhounds that haven't done an awful lot of running so far. So what form they're in, God only knows. They've had some trials out there. It's an O and three five two five. I'm going for number four. Rachi's Fiji. It's owned by Dwayne Peacock and Sarah Doyle, trained by PJ Peacock up there in Leash. A bloody good hurler he was in his day too, up from Abbey Leaks. Cross swords with him, I think, a few times. Number two will come in second there. Sheila Dorkins, Count Kilkenny, Glory Francesca. 
Moving on to race number two, it's the Please Observe Social Distancing ON3. God, Tom Kane is putting, Tom Kinnan is putting lovely names <laughs> on these races here tonight. I'm going for another leash dog, the number three, Derry Road, Leah, trained and owned by John Fennelly to come in first. That's number three with Martin Morrissey's uh, trained by him, Woe Harry, number four, to come in second. Moving on to race number three, it's the upcoming stake at Kilkenny Track 525. It's a Tom Weddick Open for five, uh, seven. Sorry, it's a, an Open seven to five. Oh, sorry, the Tom Weddick Open seven to five starts on Friday the thirtieth of October. That's just a note on this stake here in the card. Going for number two, Ocean Flash. It's an, a syndicate there involving Martin Morrissey, owned by him. There, number two to come on first with John Fennelly's again the County Leash Turbo Goldie, number five to come in second. Moving on to race number four, the Irish Greyhound um, Trust. It's an A seven and five two five. Going for Rory Hickey out there in Liz Downey, Avon, Avongate Abbey. Rory has a number of dogs with the Avongate name to come home first there from number three, uh, Desert Firmino. He had a good name, no, Liam. He's called after your man in <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, Maria Borden and TJ Connolly is trained by Maria Borden's number three to come home second. Moving on to race number five. And it's the Barking Buzz app, A6525. I'm going for number six, PJ Peacocks again. Ratchie's Tirehead. Number six with number two, Kilara Chorus, Philip O'Keefe's owned and Michael Donnelly trained. Number number two to come home second. Race number six, it's the Greyhound Racing against an A6525. Uh, going for Lee McAvoy's again, a leash owner and trainer. Hiya Chap, number two to come home first with uh, David Weddicks and Brendan Barnes. Number four, Pookie Seville to come home second. Moving on to race number seven, it's the Blackstone Kennels A2525 final. Kindly sponsored by Paddy Sinnott out there in Kells. Going for uh, Tom Lennon's Lemon Phoebe. Had a win there last week, so we'll heap the farm up. Barry will be happy to hear that uh, with his connections out there with the Lennons. With number two, boyhood, by hero, I should say, Padraig Campin from Gort de owned and trained by him to come home second. Race number eight, it's the Greyhound Make Great Pets. It's an A4525. I'm going for number five, Crescent Elite. It's a it's a syndicate down there from Feather that's trained by David Flanagan to head home ahead of Pat Comforts out there in Callan, trained by Morty Lahey, Ross Begg, Jim. That's number one. And uh, race number nine, it's the Trials at Kilkenny Track, 525. Going for number three, it's Bluegrass Jenny, T- Martin Timmons, County Carlow, owned and trained to head home ahead of uh, Slim of Kyle, Sean Duff up there from... Kyle in leash. Race number 10, second last race on the night. It's 11, 11 races tonight. Going for number one, Jim Morrissey's and Dara Morrissey's Greg's Griffin, number one, to head home ahead of Billy Sinnott's uh, Blackstone Flyer. And their final race of the night, race number 11. It's I'm going for, it's an A2525, going for Paddy Meany, Patrick Meany's Rat of Sarah to head home first with number four, Carlo Magic, a syndicate down there from Bagnestown to come home second and that's your racing your 11 race car tonight out on James's Park on the Freshford Road and tell us again what was your result from last weekend oh, I had I had one winner and I think about four or five came in second and you're claiming there was very little uh, research into that there was no research <laughs> into it and I can show you tonight I, I was I was putting the pen to this as you were talking Bear was going through the horse race and so there's no if, if this is if this throws up anything it's obviously was just the pen happened to hit the right part of the page right. in the right so time so get the rosary beads ready oh yeah well that, that's, that's often that's often been done before yeah okay thank you very much indeed Nicky uh, we do have Gaelic Games this weekend and uh, I'm going to ask how for how much longer uh, but um, 
Tomorrow, well, in the Alliance Football League, it's mainly football. Wicklow face Antrim in Division 1. Monaghan take on Kerry. Dublin face Tyrone. Westmead face Leash in Division 2. In Division 3, it's Cork versus Louth. Galway host Kerry in the Under-20 Football Championship. Down take on Leitrim in Division 3. Also in Division 3, Derry face Longford. Carlow take on Sligo in Netwatch Cullen Park. That's in Division 4. Moving back to Division 2, it's Armagh against Roscommon. Division 1 sees Dublin take on Meath. Clare and Fermanagh, well, that raised a few eyebrows considering the cases in Fermanagh that's in Division 2 that does go ahead um, this weekend as does Sligo and Leitrim in Hurling uh, also in Hurling in Division 2A Antrim face Kerry back to football Galway and Mayo in Division 1 of the football Division 2 is Kildare and Cavan pitted together Tipperary uh, will face Offaly in Division 3 Division 4 Limerick against Wexford uh, Donegal will take on Tyrone Tipperary will face Clare and these are all and on and on and they're scheduled for next weekend but as I said Pat it's looking ominous about sport going on past this weekend following uh, latest announcements from Neffet and what the government are signalling as well Yeah I think uh, as well as that I think public opinion will go against it Uh, that's the other thing you know that's uh, um, I think will be a factor uh, in which way? In terms of playing or not playing? Uh, against playing. Mm. I, I, because you will have counties uh, travelling here and there to play matches and, and, and all that. So I think that'll, be, that'll become a factor as uh, it looks like probably every county will be kind of locked down. If you're on level five, well, they're talking maybe you can travel five kilometres or something like that. Uh, maybe they'll increase it to 10 or 20, but e- equally, at the, even at this moment in time, you're not supposed to be going outside your county. So uh, I just think that uh, the, whole, the whole thing will, will, will mount up and, you know, maybe the, the GA over this weekend. The thing is... Th- they'd be hoping that this weekend will go off smoothly and mm. that it would be a kind of a, a you know a, a test for how things might go and uh, maybe uh, things would go go all right but I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's like the salmon going up to spawn you're having uh, you're a bit of you're against the you're against the current aren't you yeah 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 yeah, it's 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 very confusing, Nicky, and it's you know it's confusing for us on the ground. But even at ministerial level, and Dr. Tony Hula and Leon Varadkar, they're both coming out with you know polar opposite statements. It's just it's really day by day at this stage. Well, that's what makes it very annoying. I think that you have the Taoiseach coming out and making a different statement to the to the head of Neffet. Mm. Now, I mean, if they have a difference, it's sort he only behind. thinks he's the Taoiseach. Well, that's very sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, that's quite correct. He does think he's the Taoiseach, and he's sticking his knows in maybe where he shouldn't but that as it may um, I think that whatever they're talking about try and get behind closed doors and come out with a united front but I look at I mean I've just seen a, a message from the Croke Park out to all the counties and asking everybody to observe look there is a, there is a big big difference between the inter-county scene and the club scene to be fair about mm. it I think we have to understand that mm. there is far more there's far more obviously um, funding has been put in to manage the whole scene if you take Kilkenny now they're getting their gear brought out to Dunmore every night. It's been, uh, they put it on, they take it off and it's taken away and washed. They get their food handed to them and they go away in a car. They don't go into rooms. So there's a huge cost here, which Crow Park is covering most of it as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So there's a, it's a, a world of a difference between what's going on here. The worry is if you have to travel from Kerry as they are going up to Monaghan, they're going to overnight someplace. I'm not wor- particularly worried about a hotel, but if lads are in cars and they could go into a shop for a bottle of water or uh, whatever it might be, or, or a sandwich along the way, you're not sure what's mm. happening there. That's the worry. 
Longford have gone, up, Longford have gone yeah. up to Derry, which is which is a bad case. So they literally have to drive into Celtic Park and Derry, get out of their cars, go over to a part of the stand, tag out, play the match, and get get out of the place as quick as they can, and probably have somebody meet them with food or or go into some hotel along the way that will be prepared for them. So, look, it is putting a lot of stress on people, and I just see my colleague Liam O'Neill there speaking on. Uh, Radio Nagelta to today, he has he has said that the whole thing should be cancelled. And well, there's is a lot, and, and there's a lot of people would uh, would probably agree with him on that. Look, because the worry I have inter county players into a professional bracket when they're amateurs. Uh, that's I, I'm not that's part of it, Liam, to an extent. I think I think one of the big issues would be, and we spent and Pat spoke about this before the program. If you start up the competitions now, I know it's not championship. I'll draw it is for Camogie tomorrow. If you start up them and play a couple of rounds of them, and then you have to abort them. It just that that just makes it bad. Now, if mm. you did, if the five week level five was to come down, it brings you into the end of November. Well, then you can forget about it. Then, well, Pat, isn't that the thing? We're starting competitions and not finishing them, and it's not a case of oh, you run out to a pitch and it's the start of the championship. There's a lot of prep that goes into these from various different teams, and it's almost unfair to have that all the build up, start your campaign, and then say, lads, it's finished. Yeah, and that's that's true. Yeah, and uh, that's the big danger. Look, there's no right and there's no wrong in this. Uh, whether uh, you know one side, there's a good, an argument you can put forward to have the games, and there's a solid argument to put forward that not to have them. And I think the thing that's kind of worrying everyone is when they see what happened with the Irish soccer team, mm. uh, who were, you know, if you like, in the the bubble as they say, and still, you know look what happened and uh, it's uh, you know we have Wexford they were the first in to get the two squads tested four footballers two hurlers uh, you know mm. were tested positive uh, Shamrock Rovers the camp played the last three games of their their um, to, to win the league title they're ready to take lift the cup and uh, they, they can't play the three games this weekend they'll be without 13 players but uh, you know so that's that's the kind of territory you're running into mm. you know so it's that big question mark is there you just don't know when it's going you just don't know when it's going to happen and that's, yeah. the, that's the trouble so it's and uh, the longer it goes out the worse it is yeah so you just might be as well off kind of saying well if you're being from a, a maybe a selfish point of view as in the if the GA were to say look it, it's uh, the odds are against us here and maybe just say well look we leave it and uh, we'll try and go at it in the new year or whatever you know That's yeah there's a, there's, see, there's a there's, there is behind the there was behind the scenes a quite a pressure on from government to play the games mm. because they want to have games going on with people if you mm. look at the television tomorrow I mean, between live TV, um, then matches that are being broadcast maybe later, streaming, all this sort of stuff, there's a whole afternoon of TV for people to watch games Saturday and Sunday. And that's what the government are looking for, that people at home in their own houses and on their own, that they can turn on these devices and, and, and be comfortable watching it. That's, that's, that's the that big background to it. They want it as a diversion. They want it as yeah, a diversion. Yeah. And, and in yeah. fairness, that's not an not, unreasonable yeah. thing to say yeah, either. Yeah. No. But obviously the numbers are going up scary. There's another thousand today driving in around here just down the road from us where the testing has gone mm -hmm. on. There was a right crowd there this evening and they coming in there just over an hour ago. And that's been that way all day. So clearly clearly it's it's happening. And I mean, we're hearing, I'm now hearing more cases, what I'll call locally if I could say that, now, not necessarily out where I'm living, but around the place. You're hearing more mm -hmm. of a person there and a person there. You wouldn't have been hearing that much of it. 
Yeah. But it's happening more mm. now, and that's the unfortunately, that's it. Mm. Yeah, Burr, are we asking too much of these athletes, do you think, watching in from the outside? Because uh, we can say the game itself is of, of a professional standard, but these guys have to go off and work, and I know the advice is to work from home. That's not possible for everybody, so there is oh, that no. danger as well. Oh. Look, we got a taste of this early in the year, with this lockdown and no sport, no nothing. Yeah. And nearly killed half of us because, you know, we're, we're, we're a nation that was reared on sport and we just love sport and cutting sport away. And I, I can understand the GA trying to run this championship in some sort of a way to keep us distracted from what's going on in the world. And I just hope to find a way around it. Now, look, there's so many imponderables that I don't know how they're going to do it, but I just pray to God they do. I was just wondering, you know, the way they had the we had the club championship. Everything there was no problem with the club championship mm. until the, the finals. Until, uh, yeah, until the finals and uh, and the celebrations. You see, the season was grand. There wasn't any 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 problems. It was only when yeah you, so there 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 could even be an argument for running uh, playing away at club level with your league games and whatever ordinary yeah, but games but the, the funny thing Patty, actually when they when they let them back in when they let the crowd back in when they let the hundred back in where we had the finals where they lost the runs themselves now some of that happened inside the ground we saw Tyrone and we saw other venues yeah. where the spectators came in and there was clearly no social distancing and then afterwards Clearly, when they when they went out of the ground, which was beyond the GA's control, but in hindsight, the GA was probably wrong to allow anybody back into games. They should have just left it to the two teams and a couple of officials and that. Yeah, mm. in hindsight. Well, well, I suppose in 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 um, Northern Ireland, they were going in the whole time. Oh, anyway. well, sorry, I, yeah. I totally accept that. Yeah. But, but having said that, the GA itself could have made the ruling yeah. that its games yeah. are going to be held behind closed doors. It's, uh, that was within its own power, mm. and in hindsight, well, that's what they should have done. But they had no control once a team won a final if they wanted to celebrate. But I'm just kind of thinking, you know, kind of thinking out loud that uh, you know you've uh, the, the 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 young lads the under 19s now and the under 20s and all the rest they could easily continue to do a little bit of training and play a match at the weekend and you know to be all very uh, ordinary and, uh, and under the radar if you like in so far and uh, they're, they're at home and they're studying and to be a great outlet for The only them. thing I'd say about that in principle Pat I agree with you mm. but the reality of it is we know that in fairness to the Kenny County Board there was a brilliant job done with all the games that were in Nolan Park Mm. But let's be, let's be fair about it. Outside of Nolan Park, the, the venues were lax. It was a you, bit more you, lax. You know right. that. You know that yeah. as well as I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and true. that was the problem. If you have yeah. an under nineteen match tomorrow between two teams and it's played in a venue, doesn't matter. There will some people, members of the family, and they'll go because there'll be nobody on the gate to stop them. And that's yeah. that's why. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the real problem wasn't wasn't so much uh, the real problem with the spread of COVID wasn't so much after the game. It was after it was the celebrations indoors after the game. Yeah. Okay. Now, Val- that, whereas yeah. outdoors is a lot safer. Yeah. And, no, and, and I, I I take I take the, I take the point I take the point. But but obviously with the pubs closed now that's there's there's less opportunity I there. Mean the, but the difficulty is the houses and they've just left the yeah. should they've left off license open all day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> That was crazy. Yeah, mm. but uh, the, there's been very little um, uh, evidence of any uh, of transmission of this uh, virus uh, playing the games or training or, or, or anything. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I know. So that, that, that yeah. that's my point. And yeah. and uh, when the uh, the activity is outdoors, mm. it's it's grand. Because when 
the you won your county final and you went off to celebrate after. That's when the that's when the pro, the problems really began. Yeah. Uh, text in from Miles. He says Nikki is correct. People need a boost, and club games are a different standard. We'll take a break. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, eighty-eight point seven FM. Coming up to eight minutes to seven o'clock, zero eight six three five three double seven eight two is the text number and a big weekend for Kilkenny Camogie, Nicky Waterford for the seniors tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be down there tomorrow uh, watching that game and reporting in here. Yeah, Brian Dowling says he doesn't have um, Edwina Keane and Michelle Quilty from last year. They are not available to him at the moment, and obviously we know Katie Power picked up an injury in training, which uh, if she's out for a good while, she'd be an enormous loss to the team. She has been the to go too forward in terms of creating a lot of space and that but understand from Brian there's a lot of uh, younger players in uh, working their way up the panel and uh, worked hard in training now since the club uh, finals finished there um, maybe about a month ago now at this stage so look I mean Waterford were a, a little bit discommoded at one stage because the number of the club uh, club players were involved with clubs playing in the Munster Championship but they were deferred so they're back uh, training with the county now for a while. I, I, two years ago, I saw Watford playing Kilkenny here, and they gave a very decent account of themselves. And Watford would have one of the best um, forwards in the country in Bet Carton, Joey's daughter, and uh, she's a fine player. She's got a couple of all-stars. But look, you'd be expecting Kilkenny to win because they will want to win this section and get in straight into the semi-final and not be bothered about a quarter-final because the games are coming up in uh, you know in 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 fair uh, in fair rapidity now they'll be I mean the second round is on uh, the following is on next Saturday tomorrow week against Westmeath I think that's a home venue for Kilkenny and uh, then they have the uh, third round is against Limerick I think that's home as well on Sunday the 8th of November so clearly there's um, you know they, they'll want to come out on top of that group and just avoid the other side has a couple of big games in it big names we say Galway Cork Tipperary and uh, Poor Olafley have pulled out now at this stage. They're citing covert. So I'd be expecting Kilkenny to win tomorrow on that, you know, but again, the circumstances is all going to be a bit surreal in a, a deserted Welsh park. Yeah. Do you see the absences playing much of a... Are they much of a loss, Pat? Uh, they are. I suppose Kilkenny looked have 13 new mm. players on the panel as well. And Katie Powers uh, it will be a huge loss. In And it's all different this year because, you know, you're not after going through a college as uh, Ashburn and all that type of stuff. Mm. That's all, that's all uh, gone. You're, you're coming in uh, out a really new account, uh, a, a, a new circumstances altogether and coming off maybe just club action. So um, anything could happen in the championship this year and uh, more than likely you're going to get the solid teams like Cork Galway of course as well and uh, you know Kilkenny are after trying to win the O'Duffy Cup so much the last few few years there's bound to be a few changes but uh, there's, there's loads of Camogie players in Kilkenny but they haven't got a great lot of time to put them together yeah. that, 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 mm. that's the problem for Brian and, uh, and the crew you know yeah, well, we wish him well. Full coverage here tomorrow afternoon. Bear a few results in from Dundalk. Yeah, we'll have the 6.15, Liam. That was won by number three, Jack Mel, 4-1. to one. Second was number seven, Royal Scholar, 11-1. to one. Third was number 14, Icy Breeze, 50-1. to one. The beaten favourite there was number two and 14 ran. Okay, Bert, thanks very much indeed. Pat, you were telling us something interesting in an ad break regarding Lionel Messi. Oh yeah, he made his debut on this day. He has a 17-year-old uh, for Barcelona and, uh, of course, um, 
plenty of lads throw it at him. He only played in the one league, and uh, I think this lad has thrown it at you. Yeah, yeah, well, I tell you, I'll give you the best quote I've seen that if uh, Messi was to come to the Premier League, the Premier League would have to adapt to him, not he adapt to the Premier League. Should adapt. We're trying to yeah. kick him. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> how do you, how do you, be able to adapt? How do you think he'd get on if he say went to Man City, Bar? Lionel mm. Messi. Oh, he'd be brilliant. Uh, oh, there wouldn't be any of them able to play with him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. uh, do you think it's that's? A, do you think there's not a, a complexity of fear that you know he stayed in Spain his whole career? Ronaldo's been in Italy. He's been in Spain. He's been in England. Well, he's challenged himself. Yeah. Well, he's been in good company staying in the one uh, in the one league, uh, like mm. Pele and Beckenborough and uh, mm. all these uh, Bobby Moore and uh, Bobby Charlton and them all. So and Georgie Best. So <laughs> I, I I don't think uh, I don't think he's out of, out of kilter too much. No. No. Uh, I mean. Um, Look, you could talk about Ronaldo and Messi till the cows come home. Ronaldo is a great goal scorer. Messi is just a great player yeah. and he's just light years ahead of him. Well, we have a little WhatsApp group among the, the TC Turns World of Gaelic mm. Games group. I'm not sure, Liam, if we've allowed you into it yet, no. but, but we'll have to put <laughs> you in on it. But Kieran Harry sent us out a thing the other night. I thought, look, we we're near the end of the programme and we need a bit of a laugh at this stage. <laughs> on the morning of the 1982 All-Ireland football final, a journalist asked Offaly yeah, manager yeah. Eugene McGee how badly Offaly wanted to win. He replied, there's men in that dressing room who haven't had a point since last Wednesday night. <laughs> how times how times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, they obviously, well, they obviously ended up winning that final, so... Well, Nicky, I ha there's the one uh, quote that always stuck in my mind and I haven't ever seen it anywhere much, but uh, I remember before the 1976 Leinster final. You remember this, Nicky. Go on. Uh, Wexford were playing Kilkenny and uh, John Quigley was quoted in the paper the day before the Friday before whatever he says Wexford wants to win this match more than a blind man wants to see <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah, fair. that was the that was the quote yeah well, that summed it up and 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 they did that was yeah. the that was the end of the great Kilkenny's yeah. team in 76 the 70s. was it? Yeah, 76 Leicester yeah. final. I was, had, I, was uh, at, I was at that. Yeah. I'll tell you a very funny story about it. There was a guy in front of me, well, I, I, he came up, we, we travelled up together, but he was a hurling fanatic. Yeah. And he collected a relation of his in Dublin and brought him to see this great Kilkenny team. <laughs> <laughs> from the world go, there was only one team he in it, but it wasn't Kilkenny. Yeah, yeah. And which we were just hammering over score after score and this relation kept saying to my friend when are Kilkenny going to start playing the most start playing left or half it never happened yeah, well, I, I, you, know, I, you know what happened yeah. Liam on Sunday night uh, because we are very thin in the ground obviously I'll have stuff from the Camogie yeah. match but I have a lovely interview with Len Gaynor the former Tipperary hurler uh, his autobiography was recently written written by Shane Brophy very much known to us around here because he's related about Seamus and uh, Paul who's coming up next with uh, Communities in Action but Len has uh, it's about hurling but there's some very great human things in the book as well yeah. about his experiences during his life and his family and I know Jim Fogarty who's listening to us out there now out the Comer Road I know Jim has probably I told Jim it was on and he'll be looking forward to it he's read the book in fact so he knows what's coming up but it's there's some lovely stuff in it and it'll be on maybe about 20 past uh, 6 mm. on Sunday evening and we'll try and fit in bear with the horse racing <laughs> over the phone after that. Yeah, we're, and we're, making it, we're, making it, we're making it a bit tight on you bear the last few Sundays so for 
for a time that we don't have much sport, we have stuff in it. So <laughs> anyway, we need to keep That's the listeners right. going. Len Gaynor would be interesting. Well, it's very interesting. Now listen to the interview and uh, have it recorded. There's some, there's some in very interesting stuff in it, yeah. particularly at the start of it. I won't let you know. You haven't read the book, does, though. So does he mention? Does he mention Eddie Carroll? <laughs> he does. He does, and he talks a bit about the famous incident '67 yeah. All Ireland yeah. and the aftermath then, which was the league final of '68. Good. And Burr, your tip: seven fifteen, unforgettable. Unforgettable. Right, well, we won't forget that tomorrow. Sport back tomorrow, 12 o'clock. That's well worth tuning in for uh, on Sunday evening from 6 o'clock. But until next time, bye-bye, take care. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.